0: Celebrating 25 years of Jaguars football. Lambo is good from 30 yards away, and the Jaguars have beaten the Los Angeles Chargers at Everbank Field.
1: It is Wednesday, August 28th. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented by the Fields Auto Group. And now, a guy whose idea of stepping up to luxury is putting a food truck in his backyard,
2: J.P. <laughs> Shadrick. Sounds
0: pretty darn good to me, actually. Depends on the food truck, I suppose. Welcome in, Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by the Fields Auto Group.
1: I am J.P. Shadrick. That is John Osier. The question is, is your idea of a food truck a guy with a pickup selling gas station sandwiches? It depends on what food truck is. That's That's what I meant by that. There could be a lot of definitions. That's my idea of a food truck. We've got a good program
0: for you today. Here's what's coming up on this program. Quincy Williams back. We'll hear from the Jaguars rookie linebacker. It is the final preseason game coming up Thursday tomorrow. So bubble players a big topic and guys who once were bubble players. We'll get some different thoughts on what this week is and what this week means in that locker room. Offensive line talk, still some business to attend to there at right guard, according to Doug Marone today at the luncheon. And the uniform unveiling, Jimmy Luck will join us in studio as usual, and we'll pick our players to watch. You and I, John, will pick players to watch in this football game Thursday night against the Falcons. It's a...
1: it's a limited list this week of uh, players to watch.
0: That's right. Uh, you, the, the, they always give the uh, players not dressing or whatever mm-hmm. in the preseason. It might be better to show the players who are dressing. That's kind of the, where this thing's going to yeah, be.
1: Yeah, I, I will write probably as much tomorrow night on, on who's not playing as, as who is. But that's, that's the nature of the preseason.
0: Well, let's start with a, a guy who may or may not play tomorrow night, Quincy Williams, rookie linebacker. He's mm-hmm. been out with a meniscus issue. They... Went in there, had a little surgery to clean it up. He's been back on the practice field this week. That's the good news. Uh, the question is whether he'll play or if he's going to be ready for the regular season without playing in the preseason. Oh Well, we heard from Quincy Williams in the locker room this week, and it was his first – surgery uh, really at all and it was uh, a little bit foreign to him
3: it was scary um just going to the doctor i haven't like i'm a healthy horse so then when he was like surgery i was like whoa hold on now and then he was like we need to get it done now and i was like oh so i don't really like hospitals so that's my biggest thing <laughs> well
0: he's he's a great he's a joy to talk to actually mm-hmm. he's, a, he's a smart guy and uh, a, a really good interview and a nice guy mm-hmm. and uh to have him back i think it's good for the football team and. Certainly good for him. I mean, that's uh, just uh, the unknown for him, I Mm -hmm. think, was the big concern there. I
1: mean, it's kind of a neat kid because I've only talked to him one-on-one maybe a couple of times, but he strikes you as a guy who went to Murray State. Uh, A lot of this is sort of new and unexpected. He's not jaded at all by it. He didn't go to you know Alabama where there's a lot of media coverage, a lot of scrutiny. So a lot of this is still fun for him, and... My understanding was, I didn't get a chance to ask him this yesterday, but my understanding was when they told him knee surgery, he didn't really know what that knee surgery meant. Yeah, he true. heard knee surgery and was like, wait a minute, is this like serious? And had to be explained to him, no, it's it's a clean up, you're fine, you back for the regular season. So I think once he found that out, he was very relieved. And he doesn't have the experience yet with surgery like Log sits here and can rattle off his 19,000 surgeries that he had and give you a laundry list. That's right. And Logs, you know, by the time a lot of these guys are in their eighth, or ninth year, they know going in what it is, what to expect. This is, it was all new. The good news for Quincy is he's going to be back. I think he's going to be back by the regular season opener. I, I don't get the idea listening to Doug all through this training camp and preseason. This is a guy who has been cautious to a point of extreme he's erred side of caution with everything i can't imagine that he won't do the same thing with a kid who's coming off a knee uh who they believe in who they've seen a lot out of they like what they've seen i think some guys might play tomorrow night who they're not sure what they've seen yet Mm -hmm. with quincy i think there's a belief that he's going to be good Let's just be safe. I'd be surprised if he plays tomorrow. Uh,
0: I'm, I'm kind of with you on that. That yeah. makes a lot of sense. They like Najee good there. And he, no matter what happens next week in that position, who they figure out to put out there, I, I think they're both going to see some time. I don't think there's any. Yeah, any he block.
1: talked about platooning, and, I, and, and I I'll get to this in a minute, but he's yeah. talked about platooning right guard. It's kind of hard to believe they wouldn't do that at, at a linebacker the first week and certainly have a – I forget when Doc talked about it. A couple weeks back talked about, hey, you know, you go into these things with young guys of having a plan A and then a plan B in case he looks overwhelmed at first. I think the uh, plan B with Najee Good is one they like. So maybe Quincy starts, gets out of there after a series, hey, what'd you see? Something like that would make sense.
0: We'll see moving ahead what the uh, Jags plan to do with the rookie linebacker. Uh, well, this week is just always a little bit of an odd week in that locker room. It's 90 guys. And then all of a sudden, come Monday, there are 53 guys plus 10 practice squad guys. Maybe not even 10 practice squad guys at that point until they fill out the practice squad roster. So you're down from 90 to, say, 60 to 63 guys on Monday. It's a big change in the locker room. And we talked to a few different guys this week, John, about, about this week. Guys who haven't been through it yet, undrafted rookies this year, or just going through it for the first time and might have their final chance on an NFL field or final chance with the Jaguars. And then we've talked to... Some veteran guys who have been in the league now for seven years who started as an undrafted player and then stuck and have been in the league ever since. And one of those is Avery Jones, Jaguars defensive tackle. He had to think back a little bit. It's been a while since he went through this week, his rookie season. Uh, my rookie year, I felt
3: like I did enough to make practice squad. So I was kind of just waiting on my call and hopefully just get pe- picked back up. And then, you know, I didn't get a call. So, you know, at first I called my agent, you know, make sure they had see if they called him, I didn't know if they had my right number or not because they were still calling me Arby, but <laughs> But I didn't get I didn't get the call, so you know, when I realized it it was kinda it was exciting. You know, I you know, happy as hell. Mm, it's just overwhelming, you know, especially when you think you're not gonna really make it, you know, not fifty three or anything like that. It's just life-changing to me it was like a quick transition period because i had to go to work the next day and i had nowhere to live and it was kicking us out the hotel so it was like you know it was a happy moment but it was a quick transition yeah,
0: there's a lot going on in a guy's mind like that i mean hey, you've been thrown be doing?
1: out of places before so you know how that is it happens yeah. right
0: and if you're up against it if you're trying to make a team or, or make a a a, a a broadcasting right. whatever it is yeah. i mean in any walk of life you can go through something like that it's a big moment these guys have been working through their college careers to try to get to the mm-hmm. nfl and they're finally here but you don't know where you're going to be the next week
1: it, it's the weirdest day of the year when you walk in on monday and i know players uh, sense it too they're uh, young guys they don't talk much about it but you've there's a the offseason team and locker room has a much different feel than the regular season and there's 90 guys around. There's a lot of guys. They're all working, they're rehabbing together, and they do build some bonds. And then there's, you know, probably 45 of these guys know that they're probably going to be on the roster. Yeah. But they make the team, and then there's eight guys who are overjoyed because they've made it, at least for a couple of days they're in. But then there's also even the stars go through this when they walk in on Monday and look around and there's guys they were working out next to who there's that I'm sure 15, 20 minutes where they're sitting there and the guy's not there next to him and they realize this is a business, it's a tough business, it ends fast. Uh, and most guys I've ever talked to say that there are some, there is some time on Monday where you sit back and think how lucky you are to be in this league and how lucky you are to have the talent and, to, and for some of them how lucky they are to have been in a situation where, okay, this time it worked out. Because some of these guys who make it have been in situations where they haven't made it before. Correct. So they get how difficult it can be. There's a lot of guys on the team like that this year. There's a lot of third- or fourth-year guys who are trying to make this who have a chance, and uh, it's always an emotional day. And you go through these emotions, but yet at the same time, the coaches are telling them now is the time. It's it starts now. All the preparation, forget all that. Now it's time to go win. So all of a sudden you're in in uh, you know, game mode. So it's 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 a very strange day.
0: As Avery put it, you know, that's when you realize you're one of the chosen ones that the organization feels you can help this team get to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. And that's then it's time to play and
1: that's that's how it, it turns that yeah. quick. The year Avery got chosen, they weren't winning a Super Bowl. That's correct. That. But, right. but, but, that's the idea. But the yes. point is, <laughs> all of a sudden, they are in it. And, and for the young guys, they're not only going through, okay, I made it, but they're trying to, the coaches are trying to get them to the point of um, there's a different level you have to play at now, mm-hmm. too. Okay, you've made it. That's great. You probably accomplished something that, that you've been working for your whole life. Now guess what? We need more. We need more intensity. We yep. need more a higher level of play. So That's why it's so tough to be a rookie because you're not really ready for that.
0: You mentioned maybe. some of these third, fourth-year guys that have been through this before that are just trying to stick on another team with the Jaguars. One of those guys is Trey McBride, mm-hmm. wide receiver. He's in his fourth year out of William and & Mary. And as is the case with you know deep down the depth chart, wide receivers, fourth, fifth, sixth receiver types, uh, special teams come into play. And I had a chance to ask him – what exactly does that mean for a player and what he's gone through in special teams in this preseason?
3: I'm on the depth chart in all phases. I haven't necessarily repped each phase in every game. It's kind of been split up. You know, Baltimore, I got some gunner and I haven't seen much gunner since then. So, you know, hopefully I get a chance to get some more gunner, which is, a, is an important role um, on the coverage team for punt. And uh, you know, I think that that's you know really critical as far as, as my specific career path is, is, is involved. Um, but I've been doing kickoff coverage. Been you know, I had a tackle um, two weeks ago, and and you know, assist this last week. And uh, you know, I haven't haven't got a chance to be a feature returner, but I have stepped in and returned some um, this preseason. And I thought that all those were, you know, as, as far as I'm, as far as like the feedback that I've gotten from the coaches has been good. You know, I'm seeing it right, and 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 taking the cuts where they need to be and catching all of them and stuff like that. So, you know, I hope that uh, I hope that all that stuff matters for me. I hope that they like, you know, I hope that that holds weight in the in the staff room. And and, because I, you know, I believe that I can help be a tremendous help on special teams Um, on all phases. I think I'm pretty versatile and you can kind of stick me in anywhere and, and I can get the job done. So.
0: There's a, a fantastic approach there for mm-hmm. uh, a guy who's, as we said, been through this before. He understands what it takes and and, and, and how this week goes. And, and what a performance like that on special teams. Those, those reps, mm-hmm. those snaps, though they aren't on offense, are, are unbelievably valuable, especially on a week like this.
1: Well, and he's in a situation, and there's a few of these situations out there this year for this team. Uh, Thomas Rawls comes to mind um, that because – Everybody's looking for a story right now and 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 you're looking for a hook. We all talk about bubble guys. Yes. And we all talk about the young guys and we'll all be writing and and discussing it on Monday when some of these guys have made it or they haven't made it. But for a guy like Trey McBride, his reality might be I don't think he's going to make it. I think they're going to keep six uh, six receivers. I get the feeling one of them be uh Prior. So there's not going to be seven. But for a guy like him, He clearly has shown this staff that he can get it done if needed. So there's a lot of guys like that who might not make the 53, but and it's an unusual situation because there's been no injuries at that spot this year. That's right. Usually guys like Trey McBride make it if if you have a weird injury, then all of a sudden that fifth or sixth spot comes open. So a guy like him, a guy like Rawls, a guy like uh, maybe Ben Koyak, these guys come to mind who've been in the league for a while, They've shown, and they want to show the coaches one more time on Thursday, you can rely on me. So in September, if somebody does get hurt, these guys are the first call back because they know the scheme, they know what's going on, they're comfortable. So in, sometimes these guys aren't playing for bubble spots right now. That's right. As much as they're playing for, okay, we're on your list of 10 or 12 guys that when attrition starts during the season, and it always does, these guys are often the first calls back. We've seen that over the years many, many times. Guys who all of a sudden in October are saying hello to them again. Ely Anku
0: has been around here for a couple of years. He's a guy certainly on the bubble this year with a draft pick at the nose tackle spot this year in uh, Dontavius Russell. Uh, Ely Anku's approach, hey, just put it on tape.
3: The goal is to approach it just as any other week. You know, Obviously, everyone's fighting for a job, whether it's you know here or somewhere else possibly. Um, everyone's just trying to have their best foot forward. You're not trying to stress yourself out with all these, oh, am I going to make the team and blah, blah, blah. Um, at the end of the day, you just got to put your, your your best self on tape. Um, if if you're, a be- you're a good fit for this team, then, you know, you'll end up with this team. But if you belong on another team, another scheme, then so be it.
0: You see what he's uh, done in his career. He's bounced around from the Texans to the Jags and mm-hmm. uh, has been in 11 games so far in his career with a sack and a half so far in his time here.
1: And he's another example of what I'm talking about. Yep. You know- guys who you know even if they think they may not be making this team um the coaching staff especially a guy like Doug remembers hey this was a guy who in that last preseason game maybe knew he wasn't going to make it still was prepared still gave it the best shot still performed and then when they're looking at a list of guys in October to bring back who do you trust Well, this guy did it for me once. I don't know this other name over here. So that's the sort of thing that, as disappointed as some of these guys will be, there'll be a lot of disappointment. Many of the guys who get cut, if if you cut, what, 35, 12, 15, 16 of those guys wind up playing somewhere else. So that's sort of the very difficult journeyman part of the league. Our
0: final thought on this topic today comes from an undrafted rookie's perspective. We've heard from the seventh-year player in Avery Jones. We've heard from the fourth-year veteran in McBride. We've just heard from Anku, who's a young player in this league. Now Tyree Brady, the undrafted wide receiver from Marshall. It can be a little nerve-wracking for an undrafted rookie.
3: Gotta control your uh, emotions cause you know this is a big this is a big um this is a big game right here, you know, a big week, you know. And going into it, you know that, that's the main part. You wanna you wanna go into each game with a clear mind and just have fun out there. Just play ball, do what you do. So I mean that's what I just been focused on, just playing ball, you know, just working on my technique, the little things like that. Now, I'm looking forward because it's a game, and, you know, I'm excited. I'm in the NFL catching balls, running routes, so,
1: I mean, that's exciting for
0: me. Just happy to be here, man, in the NFL, running routes and catching balls. One, well, same deal. Has had right. a
1: chance to be on the practice squad. He showed, especially early in camp, really showed up uh, probably a little bit more of a pure wide receiver, and it it's hard to visualize him making a huge impact on special teams um, just because of, of uh, the body type. He looks like a big guy who can play. At the wide receiver position, sometimes tough for those guys to be special teams guys. Um, But another guy who showed up early and wouldn't be surprising at all on the practice squad, and a guy who winds up on the ninety next year. Sometimes those, uh, you know, you start calling first year veterans rather than rookies. A lot of times, those guys are the guys who wind up showing up in training camp the next season.
0: Fun conversation with him too. He's he's a fun guy to talk. Yeah, I haven't
1: talked to him, but he seems like a good kid.
0: Uh, let's come back. We've got plenty to come on Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by the Fields Auto Group. Uh, but are you ready to party like it's 1995, John? Well, unfortunately I partied. <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Been there, done it. The I will tell you what grade I was in. But uh, join us for th- Throwback Thursday tomorrow as the Jags host the Falcons. Buy tickets today. Get the exclusive 90s fan pack, including a fanny pack, scrunchie, and Jags slap bracelet. Call 633-2000 take advantage of the offer for tomorrow night's matchup. And this is TLC, right? This was 95?
1: Don't go chasing those waterfalls. Just stick the rivers and the lakes too. Thank you,
0: John. Back with more in a moment. We'll talk offensive line after this. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network.
4: You can step up to luxury now.
1: Jaguars fans, football season is heating up, and there's no better place to cool off on game day than the Exalta Spa Cabanas at TIAA
0: Bank Field. Host up to 50 of your closest friends, family, and colleagues for a -a one-of-a-kind
1: waterfront experience. Take a dip in the luxurious Exalta Spa. Enjoy the game from relaxing lounge furniture and indulge in all-inclusive food and beverage. Go to Jaguars.com slash group tickets or call 904-633-2000 and book your cabana today.
0: Jaguars Happy Hour presented by the Fields Auto Group. John and I, during the break, going through our TLC timelines.
1: Yeah. I, mean, and, and I, was, I, I was in seventh grade, I think. Yeah, I was I was covering right. the Jags, and uh, it was all you heard at Stevens Point in their first training camp. If you went out to a uh, restaurant with an after- Sure. Dinner cocktail involved, you were going to hear TLC's it Waterfall. Was, it was the hit. Yeah, it, was, it was the thing. Crazy Sexy Cool. That was the, the name of the LP. album. yeah so. That's right,
0: and um all right. Well, let's move along, shall we? Oh, we'll, we talk about we'll, or so. we can just continue mid '90s yeah. pop music. Lance at Morissette set was pretty big that year. That was big. All it? right, that was that, it. Was all kind of mashed in together in the, that year. Or so, oh, and Coolio was out that year too. uh Gangsta's Paradise. Okay, I never, yeah.
1: I never really went down that road. Well, we did the other day on this okay, show. That's right, why. Right. That's yeah. why I remembered that. Yeah, I'm sure. Baselli was into that. Yeah, <laughs>
0: right. uh off Speaking of Baselli, offensive line talk here. Um, Right guard, still up in the air, according to head coach Doug Marone, both yesterday and in the back-to-football luncheon a little earlier today. Um, here's her, here here is his thoughts yesterday on the position, where it stands between Will Richardson and A.J. Can.
5: You know, it's a tough decision. I don't know if, it's, if one guy's going to be the starter and that's it. Uh, you know, I have platoon players before, you know, a couple series. We've seen that around the league. And I think those are the decisions that we'll make, you know, going up to the first game.
0: Said also that he doesn't really need more game time to figure it out. They have enough practice time mm-hmm. left. Uh, do you really see them platooning these guys or just naming a guy and going on?
1: Well, a couple of thoughts on that. First of all, I think it's, it, it's a good sign. And some people say, well, you know, you're always going to say it's a good sign. You're on Jaguars radio. But um, in the past, Doug has played guys who are going to play in the regular season in that last preseason game. If I'm not mistaken, he did that in 2017 with a lot of offensive linemen, and, and A.J. can may have been one of them. Um, this year, I don't think you'll see those guys, because I think he's telling the truth when he says he likes what he has seen from both. It's not a case of not knowing what they're going to do at the spot. It's a case of trying to decide between two guys that they like at the spot. Big difference between that and what was going on two years ago when you remember it was chaos in the offensive line going into that regular season Absolutely opener. Absolutely it was. So I, I do think he'll think about – I think he's going to call it platooning. My guess is what they'll do is they'll start A.J. Can in the first game because of the experience level. I think it was Jeff Loggum I heard saying this week, the right tackle is playing his first game. Correct. And if they start Will Richardson at right guard and Joan Taylor at right tackle, You're starting two players where their entire NFL playing experience is whatever snaps they they took against the Dolphins last week. Um, That would probably make me uncomfortable if I'm a head coach. So you could see a scenario where they platoon a little bit in that first game, start A.J., give Richardson a couple of series. I think by the time we hit the end of September, I think it's going to be Will Richardson starting because they like him, they like his potential. He's the player on the upswing. But what a great situation there, and everybody talks about the lack of depth on the team. On the interior of the line, when you've got Shatley and Can who can play all three spots, I think they're pretty deep, unusually deep on the interior of that line. And I do think A.J. Can is a guy that, you know, we all saw last year. You typically don't make it through an entire regular season with your offensive line healthy. Um, A.J. Can at some point, if he's not starting right right guard, is going to play significant minutes for this team or significant plays for this team. So. But I think it will be Will Richardson by October, but A.J. can in the first game. Just to get it,
0: just to get it going, and then uh, once there's more experience down the line, yeah. maybe switch it up.
1: Well, and I think about last week, Will Richardson had a couple of penalties. Yeah, that's well, right. It, you know, yeah, they don't. If A.J.'s been anything, he's been very reliable on the field in terms of his mental approach. He's a very reliable guy. So they probably trust that. Coaches like veterans. I could see him holding that spot until, until Will Richardson plays well enough to just take it away.
0: Let's continue on the offensive line. This is a topic we brought up on Monday's show with Tony Baselli. You might have heard of him. Hey. Jeff Lagerman was in for Pete Prisco. You've heard of those two guys as well. And Tony brought up uh, maybe a little concern about the left tackle mm-hmm. position. Cam Robinson's played six snaps in the preseason. He'll play near 70 or so on opening day. And you know the backup, oh, boy, he has a, a hamstring issue right now. Here's Tony Baselli, Jeff Lagerman. And yours truly on Monday night.
5: My position on cam's never changed. I think he's immensely talented. I love his nastiness. He's physical. He's tough. I just think his footwork has been just really average at best, and it, what gets him in trouble. Agree. And um, I'm not gonna make any judgments from the six plays we saw, but it wasn't good. But that's okay. I mean, coming back from ACL, just just, just being out there is, and is and out. yeah, just it's, yeah, it's, it's fine. I'm not. I don't want to be critical. Really, he's working hard, but that has to get better, and his. Conditioning is not going to be where it needs to be. I mean, I'll tell you right now, I've I've done it playing 10, pre, 10 plays in a preseason coming off an ACL. Now mine was seven and a half months, and his is going to be almost eleven. But you're the for that first few, you're like that first game, sucking wind. It's, it's be
0: ninety degrees. Oh, I mean, was, you have like sure. s, you know seventy snaps and on and all. By the offense. way, you're
5: playing against a pretty damn good player, <laughs> <in> Frank Clark. <laughs>
0: He's pretty good.
5: Yeah. And so I I'm. I'm a little worried about that. I think if you're John D. Filippo, you have to game plan for that. I mean, that's a game plan, and that, and you better hope you you're, got a you're you, rookie right. Tackle. You got a rookie on
0: the other side.
5: Okay, but right now, who are you more confident in? Based I, on I'm what more, you've
0: seen, I'm more confident in Juwan Taylor. That's my and point. And pass protection.
5: My point is, you have to pick one. Yeah, that's right.
0: There's Tony Baselli, Jeff Lago, and and some concerns there because you know the the length of the game, and he hasn't gone that long in a mm-hmm. while, and then. You know, how many – do you keep an extra tackle than you normally would if a boy he's not ready? And there's some questions there.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I probably can't provide much more insight into what's wrong with Cam uh, in terms of his footwork than Tony and Jeff can. The book on Cam early last year was that he needed to – he had played well as a rookie for a rookie in 2017 was his rookie year. But that if he was going to fulfill his draft status and be that lockdown left tackle that you want, he had to get a lot better. Through three games last year, or through two games last year, the consensus was he was still struggling. Preseason, still struggling with it. So all of that is what was said about Ken Robinson last year. Um, He certainly, six plays is not enough to show if he's improved off that. I assume that at this point he probably hasn't improved off that because he's had no time to work on footwork. He's had no time to work on anything. So. It's definitely a topic. Uh, the tight ends not being healthy until now. Are they ready to help him in mm-hmm. the passing game? I think all those things are a huge concern. I think they have to run the ball well against Kansas City to win because of that.
0: Well, interesting thoughts there. The, the full archive from Monday available on Jaguars.com and through the uh, Jags uh, app and uh, on podcasts as well. Uh, we're coming back, uh, we'll come back in a moment. It's time to unveil the uniforms. Yes. What will the Jaguars wear tomorrow? We'll get that coming up. Also coming up at Daly's Place, busy schedule. Peter Frampton coming up September 4th. Chris Young September 12th. UB 40. This is UB 40. That's September 14th. And then the Game of Thrones concert experience September 20th. Ticket to Daly'sPlace.com. Back with Jimmy Luck, head equipment manager after this. It's Jaguars Happy Hour presented by the Fields Auto Group and the Jaguars Digital Network.
2: For 25 years, we've been cheering on our Jaguars with an unwavering loyalty and commitment. To celebrate this milestone season, swing by Gate and cheers to 25 years with the Jaguars 25th Anniversary Collectible Cup. Only at Gate. Grab your 32-ounce cup today and fill it up with your favorite fountain drink for just $1.25. Then refill anytime for 99 cents. While supplies last, Gate, serving up more.
0: Pinpoint, the official signage partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, helps business decision makers like you maximize the impact of their brand. Your company's identification, advertising, and even the words you use make an impression on your clients. With Pinpoint as your coach, you can make sure it's a good impression. Pinpoint provides the creative design and production services for anything you need to enhance your brand, from custom signage to complete marketing solutions. Step up your game with Pinpoint and create the ultimate brand experience for your clients visit experiencepinpoint.com. We're back. Jaguars happy hour presented by the Fields Auto Group. That music each Wednesday. Well, some Mondays, but okay. normally on Wednesdays. means it's time for Jimmy Luck, head equipment manager. Hey, What's, hey up, man? in What's up, man? Getting ready for the last preseason game. You are all garbed up today. A new t-shirt. Yeah, Look at a that.
4: New t-shirt there. It's kind of cool. They were giving that out today. May or may not be a giveaway at the game. I don't know that. Oh, oh. A slap bracelet. Oh, demonstrate
0: the slap ba- bracelet, please.
1: That's school. what they're giving. Uh, if you buy tickets, you'll get one of those. Yeah, like that. Yep. Just
0: slap
4: it on, though. Remember that from the 90s?
1: I actually don't, so it had to have been a 90s thing. See, I How
4: old were you in the, in the 90s? Were, were was you too I old for
1: the 90s? I was uh, 30 when the team started, so I okay. was you know, 26 to 30. I never had much of a life, but I had less of a life in the 90s. So
4: <laughs> I gotcha. That was kind of my prom back in the day. Yeah. yeah. It's all downhill
0: since then.
1: I bet you were yeah. running Hollywood during that time. We did. We, right. we did all right. <laughs>
4: well, I did there you, right. you go. <laughs> um,
0: well, here we are, the final preseason game, yep. and for – you know, Doug Marone's talked about this throughout the week, how tough this week is for him to cut the roster down and sit across from a guy and say, hey, whatever he says, and the guy's got to go. And the guys in the locker room this week say, hey, on Monday, well, it's empty. I mean, there's no, nobody <laughs> around, and this is our team. We've got to go play a football game and forget about that. But the equipment guys, I mean, you're getting rid of uh, – not getting rid of, but you're, a lot you're of losing heart, yeah. a lot of guys that have a lot of equipment.
4: Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of crazy. I mean, you get uh, you get attached to some of these guys. They've been here since um, you know early in the year and been here pretty much every day. And you know, this game, I think we're dressing you know right at ninety guys, and then the first game in next week, I mean, we're going to dress forty six guys. So it's almost half as many people. So um, it's kind of a, it's kind of a weird time the next few days. Um, you know, it's, you're glad the season's here, but then it's uh, not a good day for a lot of people too.
1: And that's something I think a lot of people don't realize. If you're not around the team every day, you don't realize that uh, a a lot of us are around it and we know players. But I might see or talk to three or four players a week. Mm -hmm. Uh, You guys are sort of the first line of defense with players, and and you're with them every day. And you do get to know these guys. So when they leave, it is tough because it's work but there are friendships involved here too you get close to some of these guys you pull for them some of them are nicer than others i'm mm-hmm. sure i'm sure better relationships <laughs> but it's not an easy time
4: yeah no there's no doubt like everybody you kind of have like i work with the db's and you kind of get some favorites over there you know obviously the veterans you know are going to be here but you know you might get a new guy like pablo uh Picasso, I call him Pablo Picasso. <laughs> Picasso Nelson. I mean he he's he shows up every day. He's got a smile on his face. He's in the meeting rooms early. Like you just I root for that kid. So that's what you hopefully hopefully he's done enough on tape right. that uh, he can be here. If not, you know, I wish him well. But you know, you kinda I kinda root for him a little Absolute. bit, little yeah.
0: guy. So It'd be fun <laughs> to see a guy like that make it, you know. That's like right. A guy who was a little bit of a long shot here. Uh, all right, <laughs> let's get to the moment of truth here. What will the Jaguars Yeah put your coffee away, John? It's a good idea. We don't want the uh, director to be be mad at us. what are the Jaguars wearing, Jimmy Luck? So we're gonna go with the white pants. White pants. White
4: pants. Okay. And then we'll go with the teal jersey. Why not? It's a good look. So it won't be getting dirty. Yeah. That, I hope my, that, one, that one probably
0: won't get too dirty. I can just hold
1: on to this for the week since you won't be using it. <laughs> A.J. Boye Jersey. Yep, he's,
0: he's from Atlanta, so that was kind of why I picked okay. him. He won a community award today at the back-to-football luncheon, by the way, which was nice to see. And uh, A.J. Boye uh, poised for another good season here with the Jaguars.
4: Yeah, he actually uh, is from, like, the little high school that's next door to mine. neighboring. We, we, didn't, we didn't play them. They were a little bigger. but So I've kind of always been rooting for A.J. too.
1: He couldn't have covered you. <laughs> jimmy luck could get open man he, he had ways savvy Seven <laughs> Eleven always open that's right <laughs> yeah, have it teal over
0: white for the jags tomorrow against the atlanta falcons jimmy good to see you man oh, Thar, thanks for coming down it. thanks for
1: having me jimmy thanks there yep. he
0: is head equipment manager and we're back in a moment we'll pick some players to watch tomorrow and get out of here it's jaguars happy hour presented by the fields auto group on the jaguars digital network <laughs>
2: Did you hear? The last two years, the Jaguars returned a punt for a touchdown, earning local families $100,000 towards a DreamFinders home. Lauren Brooks here, letting you know that could be you this season. Visit any DreamFinders homes model and register to win the Take It to the House promotion for your chance at scoring $100,000 towards your DreamFinders home. DreamFinders homes, homes built to fit your lifestyle.
0: Welcome back. Jaguars Happy Hour. Electric Light Orchestra bringing us back in. Uh, the Jags have launched a new mobile app and secure digital ticketing. Oh the all-new hi. Jaguars app features exclusive content, live game streaming, enhanced alerts, and much more. Look for secure digital ticketing. No screenshots allowed anymore for tickets. Download or update the official Jaguars, ja- <laughs> Jaguars app on Apple and Android devices. They don't really have telephone lines on this anymore. But we get the idea, Joe. Thank you. Pick up the telephone, get the app, get Gets into on. the game. It's yes. on.
1: Saw them in concert in uh, Tampa in, uh, in August, Electric Light Orchestra. Yeah, he's uh, still going around, right? A surprisingly yeah. strong show, strong voice. I think he's 74 Jeff Lynn. Yeah. Uh, surprisingly strong voice. Really good.
0: How about that? Good to know. So, yeah, it is. Uh, let's finish up today with our players to watch tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to start because I'm just going to start. How about right. that? Uh, give me DJ Alexander, linebacker. A guy who's been a pro bowler in his career as a special teams player, but for a linebacker room that has some depth concerns, I think, right now, uh, he's a guy to watch. He'll probably get some time tomorrow night, watch him on special teams, do his thing. DJ Alexander, uh, keep an eye on that linebacker. and then, I think he makes the roster, James. You think so? Yeah, I do. I do. You think so? Um, so something to
1: watch tomorrow. For what it's worth. I mean, he shouldn't unpack the, the luggage because I said that, but I think I think he will.
0: John dot com right, reports. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and then the other one for me is we were talking about the tackle position earlier, the left tackle spot, and Cam Robinson, we heard from Tony Baselli on Monday about uh, maybe some concerns about the amount of plays he's going to have to play, and then, oh boy, he's got a hamstring issue. He hasn't been on the practice field. How many tackles do they keep? Is this the last time we see Josh Wells in a Jaguars uniform? Uh, he could get significant time in tomorrow mm-hmm. night's game. Um, he's been around here for a number of years now, but has been banged up a few different ways throughout his career. He's not been able to be out there a lot, but he's had moments where he's filled in, and when he's been healthy, he's played a good, solid backup mm-hmm. tackle for this football team. Uh, so watch for him tomorrow night. We may not get to see it. We'll see. He's. I think he's on the bubble right
1: now. Oh, and think he's definitely on the bubble. Um, and I sort of wonder, you know, he's an odd case because. I hope he's around. I think he deserves to be around in terms of what he can do in the field. I almost wonder why, you know, I get why he'll play. I almost wonder why, in a sense, because when he's played, he's played fine. There's no issue with Josh in terms of how he plays. The issue is availability. He's been hurt so much. He was playing at a relatively high level last year. Some people thought he was playing as well or better than Cam Robinson had played at left tackle. And then against Kansas City, all of a sudden he's out for the season or out until the uh, end of the season, out eight games. Um, so so that's their dilemma with him. You keep him on the roster and he's your depth. Well, they learned last year, three games and out, that's scary depth. Yep. Um, and that's why I think he will be the swing tackle, and it's why they've, they've played him so much. Um, so he's a tricky spot. You'd love to see the kid make it but sometimes guys just can't stay healthy and it's tough to play in this league if you can't stay healthy so for me
0: linebacker dj alexander and tackle josh wells the players to watch
1: how about you john well i went a different direction because everybody's talking about bubble guys this week i figured we would talk about bubble guys before this segment and i figured you would talk about bubble guys because you had seen you'd already told me who you were talking about so that was how i figured that and
0: we've we've had a whole show of bubble guys yeah so
1: um i went with gardner minch who was the first uh backup quarterback um I think he's definitely the backup quarterback. I don't think they'll make you a move so? before the end of the regular season okay. or, 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 or for the end of preseason. And the reason I think that is if you were going to make a move there, I wonder why you wouldn't have already mm-hmm. to bring somebody in who, if you don't trust that, there would have been time to bring it in and get another look at something else and start teaching the offense a little bit. Well, the problem so, is like,
0: uh, if with that, Everybody else is signed already still, True. right? There's nobody right. on the street.
1: And I don't know. It's hard to predict who else will be on the street. Some of this may come if a guy winds up on the street that you love, but say, they, okay, you yeah. know, those would those would be decisions that get made Friday and Saturday. But you whether or not he's the guy, if you assume that he is the backup, you would still like to see him get the ball in the end zone. That's his next step. He has improved dramatically since week one of the preseason, but you still have not seen him finish off a drive. Other side of that is, ha- has he played with enough around him to blame him for not finishing off the drive? Right. Uh, maybe you would have loved to have seen him get a couple series with the ones to see how he operated with that environment. But uh, as a rookie backup quarterback in this league, you don't always get put in ideal situations. All right. That's so the reality of it.
0: there's Gardner Minshew. That's one for you. Another, um, well, we, we heard from Doug Marone this week yep. about, about your next player and said, hey, sometimes you got to strap it up and get your ass back out there and play.
1: Yeah, and uh, Taven Bryan yeah. I think will play. You, know, you never know with, when choosing veterans for week four, sometimes the coaches just decide not to play him. He played in the first two weeks, and considering that he has not played fantastically, He is a guy who you figure would benefit from a couple of series on Thursday. I think he will play. He obviously doesn't need to play well to make the team, but you would like to see the light go on or at least start to flicker a little bit in terms of field awareness, in terms of some of the things that he hasn't been doing. So certainly if he's in the game, he'll be tightly watched because he has been a hot-button issue throughout training camp and will continue to be until he becomes more consistent. He flashes, but not enough consistency yet.
0: Yeah, and, uh, d- reading your ozone every day, it has become almost a pylon on, on Taven Bryant. It's a bit now.
1: much, to be honest. I mean, he's it, not going anywhere. He's on the well, team. He is. And,
0: he's just, he just is.
1: As you said, you read it every day, and you sometimes search for a way to sum it up when you're answering questions about guys over and over again. And I think I think the sum up on him is, he's he's not good enough to be starting, but he's not bad enough to be cut. You know, I mean no way do i think he's not one of the best 10 linemen on the team so and and you wouldn't cut him anyway because he's a first round pick second year of his contract and money you, don't, and, you don't give yeah, up on that that's right but even considering he hasn't lived up to the potential yet he's he still helps you if one of these top two tackles get hurt you still want him in the game for his potential you'd still worry about the inconsistency but he's still the best guy yeah. And out. guys can
0: get better too i mean well yeah experience gives you that sometimes
1: and he needs to uh, but i think he's a year away from having roster pressure mm-hmm. but uh he's not a year away from needing to get better jaguars radio schedule
0: coming up tomorrow busy day with the Publix tailgate show starting at 4 o'clock on 1010XL, 92.5 FM, Jaguars.com, the Jags app, Jags social media, everywhere Jaguar related. We'll have the Publix tailgate show 6 o'clock. It's countdown to kickoff on the Jaguars radio network. We'll hear from Fred Taylor, Pete Prisco, head coach Doug Marone, the final word with the coach coming up. Of course, the game at 7 o'clock, 7.06, the official kick time tomorrow. After the game, Jaguars post game presented by Smart Workers Pharmacy. And then an hour after the game, it's the scoreboard show. That's a busy broadcast day coming up tomorrow. I hope you'll join us at TIAA Bank Field for the preseason finale tomorrow, 7 o'clock. The Falcons and the Jaguars are thanks to John Osier, Brent Reber, Joe Fortunato, our entire crew. I'm J.P. Shadrick. See you tomorrow. It's Jaguars Happy Hour presented by the Fields Auto Group and the Jaguars Digital Network.